All the goals instantly. And by instantly, we mean as soon as we refresh the scores on the BBC Sport homepage. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. It is Biffy Clyro on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. It is rock and roll football. I am now speaking into the front of the microphone, which is always good, isn't it, eh? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm lucky I made it in, though, to be honest. Uh, it's Matt Dyson. Rob Beckett isn't here uh, today. He has the international breaks off. So joining us this afternoon is the comedian Rob McCaffrey. Paul. Paul McCaffrey. Sorry, I'm We're all over the We're off to a flying start. Paul McCaffrey. There is a Rob Sorry. McCaffrey. He's a sp- Sky Sports correspondent. That's who I'm thinking there of. There we go. That's who I'm thinking of. I get it all the time. I'm uh, Sorry, I'm all over the shop because I, right, my train was cancelled. You've uh, been at a Moana party? I was at a six-year-old's Moana party, had to leave that halfway through to get a train that was then cancelled, then had to drive to the edge of London, get on the tube, which was then delayed heavily, then had to run through loads of tourists to get here just for two o'clock. Christ, like Indiana Jones. Yes. So how's your day been, Paul? Yeah, not too dissimilar, actually. I came here in plenty of time, parked at Westfield. There's a some sort of march going on at... Uh, oh, yeah. All very tedious sort of travel yeah. stuff, but I'm here and I'm in good spirits and ready to do this. Good, good. And uh, so much great football on today. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just... an international break like no other. I mean, OK, yeah, England <laughs> played last night, but, you know, let's not get bogged down in that. They don't play Italy till next week as well. Uh, this afternoon, already we've had uh, Peru against Croatia, Peru winning 2-0, Curaçao and Bolivia drawing one all. Uh, that's one of the countries we've, we've actually had to Google before it's, the show It really started. is an international break that serves uh, as a sort of exercise in raising awareness of countries that most people have never heard of. Yes, exactly, because uh, later on uh, we have, uh, well, we have Georgia against Lithuania and then at four o'clock, Kenya take on Comoros, which wow. I certainly hadn't heard of, had you? I mean, no. Comoros, apparently it's a, a small island uh, to the northern end of the Mozambique Channel. That helps you. Yeah, place absolutely. Place where it is. But we'll keep up to date with all the big games and all the goals as they go in right through the afternoon on Rock and Roll Football. Music and goals all afternoon. Yes, Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. It is Absolute Radio, rock and roll football. For nearly 20 years now, this show has been sticking two fingers up at the footballing authorities, like that Dutch mascot last night before the England game. Rob is off for the international break, so joining me, Matt Dyson, this afternoon is the comedian Rob McCaffrey. Hello, Rob. <laughs> you're, you're actually doing that on Paul purpose, McCaffrey. Paul McCaffrey. I'm going to have to call you Rob because I, is... I just frankly can't get over it. I only work with people called Rob. That's the problem. <laughs> so I might have to call you Rob, Paul, Paul, Rob. I'm going to have to write Paul in a big piece of paper on a Tony, on a no problem post-it at all. note. Uh, so there's been a goal anyway. Exciting times, everyone. Yeah, already, already. Already we have a goal because uh, South Korea are 1-0 up against Northern Ireland. Now, let me tell you the goal scorer. The, uh, the goal scorer for Northern... For, South Korea, sorry, should I say, uh, is, let me just get my app up to get this pronunciation exactly correct, Chang Hoon Kwon. The assist came from 
I am his first goal scorer as well. Did you? Good, well done. Well done, Paul. Uh, And the assist came from Sun Hyung Min of uh, of, uh, South Korea and Spurs, of course. Uh, And he has to play well to avoid national service in Korea. Have you seen this story? I've I've just heard. This is unbelievable. He's going very soon. He's going to have to miss like two years of playing professional football at the peak of his game to do national service. Unless. Unless he does really well. If he has an amazing World Cup this summer in Russia, then he will do very well and and then you become a sporting legend. A stroke of absolute genius. I can't believe we've not thought of that over here. (laughs) Surely... That'll liven them up a bit, wouldn't it? It really would. Imagine if they were playing last night knowing that if they didn't play well, they'd have to go and do two years of national service. That would sort them right out. be amazing. But at the moment, uh, England look OK, I suppose, at the moment. Did you watch the game last I night? I didn't, actually, no. I have to say, I was out working. So, uh, but um, did you watch it? No, I saw bits of it, but I'm not really that into England friendlies at the moment, to be honest. Although this one seemed like an all right one. Uh, apparently, Pickford is staying in goal. He's our first-choice goalkeeper from now on. And they did OK. Jesse Lingard got a nice goal. But the highlight was surely that uh, the mascot at the start of the game, wasn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable scenes. Brilliant. Well so, done. So rock and roll. Very the rock Liam and roll. The Liam Gallagher of mascots. Exactly. Oh. We have another update as well. This is, I thought this was going to be a really boring afternoon with no goals, but <laughs> Northern Ireland have got an equaliser. It's, a, it's one hell of a game, this one. And Northern Ireland won, South Korea won, all the big international games right here on Rock and Roll Football. Rock, roll and plenty of goals. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Paul McCaffrey and Matt Dyson in for Rob Beckett this afternoon on Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Uh, and Paul, you've just seen the video from last night's uh, Holland-England uh, game with the mascot sticking the two fingers up. You're absolutely reactions. shocked. I mean, I've heard people speaking about it throughout the day and in my head I imagined it being a sort of mascot as in like a big sort of dragon or something like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's actually just sort of like a quite angelic-looking little girl yeah, yeah. who just all of a sudden looks like she's been possessed by, like, <laughs> Alice Cooper. So, yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah, she's just there in front of the lineup. It's It's, it's to be admired. Yes, it's quite amazing. But, hey, sure. that's the Dutch for you. Yeah, it's Very nice, liberal. Yeah. Attitude. They don't yeah. care, do they? They don't care, no. And it's quite refreshing to see. I yeah. like that attitude from a mascot. I do. <laughs> I'm not sure what the Dutch football mascot actually is. I can't imagine. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's like a huge tulip or something. I don't know. We'll look into it. But, Massive yeah. split. Maybe maybe that would work. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, grounds and atmospheres, as mm. we seamlessly link into this story about Manchester United and its lack of atmosphere at Old Trafford, uh, Jose Mourinho has been complaining about the lack of atmosphere at the ground because uh, they don't get as many people. You know what singing. he needs? A few swearing mascots, mate. That'll, uh... That's what he needs to sort out. Get a big spliff as a mascot and uh, get it to stick two fingers <laughs> up. It'll get things going. So now apparently at Old Trafford because it's so quiet uh, they're going to have to start singing handing out song sheets sorry just to, just, so, sorry to butt in Matt <laughs> yeah. like, so they're, they're, he's complaining about a lack of atmosphere so to try and remedy this he's going to start handing out hymn sheets yeah yeah. Oh, that'll rile them up a bit will it or print. okay please form an orderly queue while we hand out the uh, song sheets for today's <laughs> uh, yeah that's how working I know they're going to print uh, the, some of the uh, club's most popular chants and songs in the match day programme 
Do we know, do we know what's in contention? No, I'm not sure what. I suppose Glory, Glory, Man United is the main one, isn't it? I like Neville, Neville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the Neville brothers' dad. That's my yeah. favourite, to stay, the tune of Rebel, Rebel. I think they stay clear of that one now, don't they? Uh, but um, there's also a singing section in uh, the stadium's L stand, apparently. That's been designated a singing. And what is the what? world coming to? How gentrified has football become where there is no singing and they have to sort of make it happen? It's a designated singing area. I mean, you're a, you're a Southampton yeah, fan, Yeah, actually, we uh, once, uh, fairly recently, got uh, um, awarded the... Uh, well, the, the the huge prize of being the most tuneful fans in Britain. Really? Do you remember oh, that wow. happening? So not the loudest, just the most tuneful. The most tuneful, yeah. Wow. I was quite surprised by it, actually, I have to say, because the sort of Hampshire accent is quite a kind of... Yeah. ooh ah ooh ah Yeah, but, but yeah. Maybe it lends itself to the sort of... Uh, yes, I've not been to St Mary's, but I did go to the the Dell yeah. uh, back in the day. What and a that grand. was a great atmosphere, oh, wasn't it? So packed in tight. Like, yeah, it was really tightly yeah, packed. Incredible place. And everyone's just shouting. They're shouting, saints, saints, like that. I, I, I thought they were... I, I, thought, I wasn't sure what they were shouting. Oh, right. they, they always shout in the Saints, aren't they? They got some chants. Did you ever start a chant as a young lad when you were there? No, I always sort of wonder how sort of uh, football songs go viral. You know, how they sort of start from kind of the grassroots yeah. up. Because someone has to turn up going, I've got a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> it usually tends to be like a parody, doesn't it, of a, yeah. an existing kind of pop song. So obviously the White Stripes one is one that gets used yes, quite a lot, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Saudi, Oman, or yeah, whatever yeah, it or is. whoever, yeah. Um, I I used to like uh, all, uh, we had uh, Sadio Mane because obviously he played at Southampton oh, yes, to course, the tune of yeah. Radio Gaga by Queen which oh, I was very fond all of all we hear is Sadio Mane yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah. um, but someone has to come to the game that week with that idea and yeah. then just has to sort of like keep kind oh. of going bloody mindedly until it catches <laughs> until it on it keeps going yeah that's it I suppose because I think I'd probably give it a couple of goes and go ah, yeah, you'd, you'd give, give up. up you'd have to have a few a few snifters before the game wouldn't you that's the way not to too many to be confident enough yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be like that Sunderland fan last season, that sort of level, but you need to have some confidence. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, but to Have you do, ever started a song? No, my brother, well, at Forest Games when we were kids in the Trent End, my brother, my bigger brother would always go, like, I'd make out like he started it. Like, oh, yeah, I got that song going. Yeah, I, I was the first person to see it. It's like, yeah, not not Like Jay from The Inbetweeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a fantasist, he really is. <laughs> absolute fantasist. And I can now confirm, I'm hearing in my earpiece, that the Dutch mascot is a red lion called Elmo. Ah. Lovely. And what, what a special piece of information to end that link on. All the goals instantly. And by instantly, we mean as soon as we refresh the scores on the BBC Sport homepage. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. It's uh, Rock and Roll Football with Matt Dyson in for Rob Beckett and Paul McCaffrey joining us this afternoon. Great to have you here, Paul. Great to be here. Now you've finally the... started getting my name now right. I've <laughs> finally started to grasp your name correctly. <laughs> we can all move on with our lives now. Yeah. Pretend that never happened. Okay. Because the second time I got your name wrong, it sounded like I was doing it as a joke. It was a dig, yeah. But it really wasn't. It really wasn't. That's the irony there. Uh, so the big, exciting games this afternoon, so many of them going on. Uh, we've got Northern Ireland against South Korea. Uh, that is one all at half time. Uh, did we find out who scored for Northern Ireland? I think it may have been. It was an own goal, a Kim own goal for South Korea. Uh, so it's one all as we speak in that game. And then later on, I mean, we've got some real mouth-watering prospects coming up from three. Georgia against Lithuania. Uh, South Africa against Zambia. Qatar, Syria is a big four o'clock one. 
Uh, also, Kenya Comoros, which is a small island. The Comoros. Love it. Love island. the word. It sounds like an old Ford, doesn't it? Yeah, the Ford, the Ford Comoros. Yeah, they missed a the trick there. That's something Gene Hunt would be driving around <laughs> in, in Life on Mars. Yes, yeah, certainly <laughs> does. Give me the keys to the Comoros. I've got some crimes to solve. The keys to the Comoros. Now, did you see the big news this week was uh, Zlatan going to uh, LA. He has now left Manchester United. So it's a bit weird because his knee seems to be broken. Uh, okay. So they've got rid of him, but he can still turn out for LA Galaxy. That seems to be how they've sold it to the Americans. And he uh, was <laughs> understated as ever when he uh, announced his arrival in Los Angeles in the LA Times. Full-page advert and just saying, Los Angeles, you're welcome. I'm slightly gutted about this because I don't know how I sort of go about looking into this, but I actually took a page out in the standard today when I found that I was going to be on here saying exactly <laughs> the same thing. Uh, yeah. London, you're welcome. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Turns out he beat me to it. He did, yeah. He stole that idea from you. But, yeah, I mean, he should... I suppose he'll do all right in LA, won't he? Um, but he's, he's sort of passed his best. Uh, That's an unbelievably bold move, isn't it? Yes, what, to take the advert <laughs> yes, out full stop? Like, yeah. Can you imagine having that level of confidence? Yeah, no, like... because I don't even think people in America know that much about soccer anyway and who he is. Is he really a big name in America? I mean, I'm not sure. David Beckham is, perhaps. Yeah. Not many people get. To I don't know. The Premier the League's pretty big in America. I would imagine they would have. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But still, it still must have been. Would you think he was nervous on the day before it came out? You know, it, was like, oh. it doesn't strike me as a man that gets particularly <laughs> nervous, does he? No, I don't think that would have crossed his mind. Yeah. I think maybe if he's nervous about anything, is if whether whether the wording was big enough. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> or whether yeah. he should have taken two pages out. Yeah, he's, because he did something similar when he left Paris Saint Germain, didn't he? So the lion has left, or something like that. You know, he's very full of himself, isn't he? He's a bit cocky, to be honest. Yeah. Do you think? It is, well, yeah, I think that's a fair, fair assumption of a, or a fair, fair. Um, yeah, he's a, he's definitely a cocky man. It usually tends to be sort of people saying goodbye, doesn't it, when they take out a page in the. Yeah, or an apology, like an open apology. Yeah, to say hello like that is unusual. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very bold. <laughs> yeah, very unusual. Music and goals all afternoon. Yes, rock and roll football on Absolute Radio. It's rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with me, Matt Dyson. Rob Beckett is off. Paul McCaffrey's here with me as well. And we're going to talk about dogs. Uh, why not? Because, of course, as we all know, I'm sure you're aware of this, Paul, it was uh, National Puppy Day yesterday. Big day. What did you do? Did you uh, well, I just went out and sort of, like, yeah, sort of watched some puppies uh, war being Pissing walked. up against trees. Yeah, picked up some of their poo, you know, bark in a the, plastic bark bag. Bark the postman. Yeah, I always like to celebrate Puppy Day in some way. Uh, but, yeah, the way footballers have been celebrating is by putting pictures of themselves online with their dogs. Some footballers are quite famous for having dogs. Uh, Alexis Sanchez and his, his dog... Dogs, Atom and Humber, almost like household names. I mean, he puts them on Instagram so much. He has a very close relationship with his dogs. Okay, let's just steady, steady on No, them. no, in, not... in a perfectly normal way. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone loves Atom and Humber uh, and Alexis Sanchez. Good names, that. Atom They're and great Humber. names, aren't they? Really they, good, yeah, yeah. They even put a banner at Man United when he went there to, to welcome the dogs. I mean, so big are these dogs. They said, welcome to Manchester, Alexis and Atom oh, and really Humber. Cute, those two. Really good names, yeah. really nice dogs as well. Any of your favourite footballers uh, with dogs at well, all? Well, the Paul? first thing, I mean, just looking at the picture here of uh, Messi with his lovely oh. new blonde dyed hair uh, in a cabana with <laughs> yeah. what looks like the world's biggest dog. It's huge. It's like it? some of that Narnia. That yeah. is... 
It looks bigger than him on this bit. I don't know if that's perspective because he's in the foreground. Yeah, I mean, it's a slightly odd pose, isn't it? He's sort of cocked his right leg over the... I mean, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that dog has magic powers. Maybe this is where his sort of goal-scoring ability comes from. Maybe we all sort of go and rest our foot on that ginormous dog. (laughs) It is We'll all be able to play football like Messi. Yes, uh, speaking of Messi, it's funnily enough, there's also a big story that's come out of Puppy Day, is that Isco, the Real Madrid player, has named his dog... Messi, despite playing for their main rivals, Real Madrid, and Messi playing for Barcelona, he says that Messi is the best in the world, and so is my dog, and he's sticking with that. Can you imagine? I mean, that having a big rival player as uh, naming your dog after a rival player. I think that could be like a Spanish dig, though. That's just like uh, uh, right, my yeah. dog. I name him Messi. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you, you are Walkies. dog. I make you walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You walk on my demand. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it could be. Uh, any other favourites for I mean, you? I mean, I just can't. Go over Messi's dog. It's so that's called Citizen or Hulk. It's absolutely giant. Looks like something out of Star Wars. You could ride that thing. Um, yeah, you could. That is, uh, I mean, John Terry's dog there, like a little French bulldog. The yeah, uh, noises of yeah. everyone seems to have French bulldogs. Yeah, they are breeding at an alarming rate, aren't they? they so are. noisy. Yeah, they can if I barely... wanted a dog, I, I, I imagine Sunday afternoon, you've got a lovely film on your dogs on your lap, you've got a yeah. blanket, cup of Horlicks, and you just the last thing I need. is... <laughs> yeah. It's not they, relaxing, they is it? They just can't breathe properly, can they? No. But it's, it's quite sad, really. And then they're dribbling all over you as well. I mean, this isn't the life for me. Sure, I mean, They're very cute, don't get me wrong, but they're just so noisy. So you have to turn the telly up to cope with it. Um, so, anyhow, I mean, let's have a look at some other dogs on here. I'll tell you what, Marcus Rashford has got a very scary-looking bull mastiff. Hideous-looking animal. A real fighting dog. Uh, Memphis Depay's dog looks like a, a sort of almost like a lion, really, doesn't it? Or, uh, and, uh, or some sort of Husky. Uh, scary eyes for Hector Bellerin's dog. Balotelli with a couple of staffies there. Yeah. True yeah. to form. You wouldn't have, yeah. No Blinged messy. up. Um, and uh, and then uh, to end it, well, a lovely picture of Chris Smalling in this in this article we're reading. Chris Smalling with his two dogs, uh, Miley and Reuben, on what looks like a boat in the Lake District. It's like a lovely young man there, doesn't <laughs> he? It? Does, doesn't he? Yeah. Just sat there with two just kind of normal dogs out on a boat uh, in, in the Lake District. Did you say that was? Yeah, it looks like it to me. Yeah, it's just a nice what family a day out. Man, a very wholesome picture that, isn't he, it? It's a very make a really picture. nice Christmas card. Actually, he doesn't look like he's Happy Christmas from the Smallings. Yeah, that's lovely. Actually, you should definitely make that as a Christmas card. A little bit of tinsel in the corner there. Maybe yeah. sort of like a Photoshop a Santa hat onto Chris yeah. Smalling. Nice. Off we go. That'll do for a couple of years. That. It's not blinged up. He's not showing off about how much money he's got. He's just having a nice family day out with See, his what, wife and the dogs. Absolutely. What you've got there is everyone else's dogs look like, look like they cost about three or four grand. They look like they cost about 50 quid. Yeah, yeah, totally. Real dogs. Proper he's a, dogs, he's mate. A real dog owner. That's what yeah. we like to see. That's what we love to see. Uh, speaking of dogs, uh, Maltby Main, the non league team are attempting a new world record for the number of dogs in a football ground if you are in the I think it's near Rotherham (laughs) Main Maltby they're called Uh, Maltby Main I'm not sure which way it goes around but um, on the 28th of April go along to the game with your dog and you could potentially be around. I'm not sure why they want to break this record. So, well, I hope Messi doesn't turn up with his dog. They'll only be able to fit about three of them in there. Yeah, they would be. In fact, it's going to be a very messy game, to be honest, isn't it? I mean, I hope, they get, hope they're going to provide correct bins for storage of all the poo. You know, that game. It's going to be ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> 
Isn't it? I mean, they got launching them as missiles. I hope they're going to be planning in ahead. Planning ahead. So we'll keep you up to date with all the big games as they go on all afternoon. Northern Ireland, South Korea is goalless. Exciting news: Canada, New Zealand is underway. That's also nil-nil. What a day of football it is! <laughs> Rock, roll, and plenty of goals. This is rock and roll football on Absolute Radio. rock and roll football on a Saturday afternoon deep in the heart of the international break. A lot of people have been getting in touch asking what's happening in the Canada New Zealand game. A clamour of people saying we need to know the latest after 22 minutes it's nil nil. Canada New Zealand, Northern Ireland South Korea is still one all. It's an exciting time to be alive and watching football. It really is. Paul McCaffrey is here with me. All the goals instantly. And by instantly, we mean as soon as we refresh the scores on the BBC Sport homepage. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. It is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with me, Matt Dyson, and Paul McCaffrey. Rob Beckett uh, is off for the international break. He refuses to take part in friendlies. Fair play. (laughs) Who can blame him, to be honest? Because we've got uh, not the best uh, crop of games to keep an eye on this afternoon on this goals and music show. Northern Ireland, uh, South Korea is still one all. That showed early promise with a couple of early goals in the first half since then. Absolutely nothing's happened. Canada, New Zealand is nil-nil. I mean, that's as an away fan of the Kiwis, that's a long way to travel for a friendly, isn't it? Do you think there's anyone in the... about as far as you can go, isn't it? That's what lands into John O'Groats in sort of international terms. Can you imagine there's anyone in the away end for that? Surely not. Um, Can we find out? Can we Google Earth it? Yes, we're, we Google Earth on the yeah. away, for, uh, yeah. away end yeah, at the New Zealand yeah. sort of national let's, stadium. Let's zoom in and find what out. What is their national stadium? The, what, the Canadians? Oh, Canadians. Yeah. The Canadians are at home, so yeah, I have no idea where they're playing. Maybe Toronto? You know, that big uh, baseball so, ground, I think they've got there. The Toronto Blue Jays, I seem to recall. Uh, and uh, the only other game is South Africa 1-0 up against Zambia. Um, Tau has scored. P- Percy Tau, what a lovely name that is for a South African footballer. Not many footballers called Percy around these days. Sounds like a spoiled sweet, doesn't it? Isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that a shot? Get a mirror, a pint of milk, and a bag of Percy Tau's. Oh, yeah. Get us a quarter of Percy Tau's, please, mate, while you're there. Lovely. Uh, so, yeah, there's not much going on in the world of live football, but uh, there's been some reminiscing about football in times gone by. Paul, can you remember in 2002, Ronaldo, as in Brazil, Ronaldo's haircut from the World Cup in 2002. Who can forget? And a Google search has just sort of uh, brought that image r- racing straight back. That is an unbelievable haircut, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's almost like he was scalped, wasn't it? Almost like completely cut off at the I'll front. I'll tell you what it looks cut like. Off you, at the front have there. you ever watched like a, a major golfing tournament where they sort of at the end of the round take their cap off and it's been really sunny? Ah, uh, yeah. And they've yeah. got like a tan line. I saw Tiger Woods the other day and it's, yeah. it looks like that. It looks like sunburn <laughs> damage, doesn't it? Normal hair for that first uh, quarter and the rest is all shaved off. It's a bit like Steve McLaren's Island, but done intentionally, yeah. which is, I mean, a strange choice. Uh, well, Ronaldo has been explaining how the hell that happened in the first place. Uh, he well, said, it looks like he's gone for a grade one all over and then bottled it at the sort of uh, like yeah. at the 11th hour. It's like, oh, do you know what? I can't go through with this. I'll tell you what, I'll leave the fringe. Yeah. 
It's incredible. Maybe he he had a battery-powered uh, shaver, uh, clippers battery-powered, and he, they ran out of batteries midway through, so he had to sort of leave it. In the bottom shot that I'm looking at there, it looks like they've su- they've superimposed a picture of him sort of like two weeks after <laughs> yeah, the grade one back do. onto his face. It looks like his face is photoshopped onto it, another it person's does. head. It does. It looks like it? Ronaldo wearing <laughs> a Ronaldo mask. It's really like... weird. Uh, well, you, you won't be surprised to learn that uh, he wasn't proud of it. He said he he's not proud of that hairstyle because it was pretty strange, he said in a recent interview, but it was a good way to change the subject. He has claimed that at the time he had a, he quite bad, a bad injury, and going into the tournament it was all about his, uh, I think it was a, a leg injury he had at the time, and, and he said his haircut, he did it on purpose to distract attention away from his injury. I mean, it's an unusual <laughs> explanation for a haircut. That's up when, yeah, these are people, people have sort of makeup. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just sort of highlight the cheekbones to just sort of distract the attention from the double chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, if I just, I mean, it's such an odd. It's such a horrible haircut. I mean, maybe we should bring it back for the next World Cup. You know, maybe there'll be some... There's always a weird haircut at a tournament. This is up there as one of the weirdest ever. But done on purpose to distract the media attention away from his leg injury. This is what Harry Kane needs to do with his ankle. Obviously, isn't it? You know, he's just going to recover in time for the World Cup this summer. He needs to do something wacky with that hair. It's the only way to go. What would you like to see? I'd like to see... I can uh, imagine Kano with a... I'd like... <laughs> cornrows, I think. <laughs> Harry Kane with cornrows would be amazing, wouldn't it? That'd be something I'd like to see, yeah. An unexpected move, that would be. Rock, roll and plenty of goals. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. It is rock and roll football on Absolute Radio, the home of pointless international <laughs> friendlies. Or so we thought. I think he must have just won the whole match because I've got an update on the Northern Ireland Korea game and a last-minute winner, by the looks of it, from Smythe. Are you aware of the Northern Ireland international called Smythe? I'm trying to find out his first name <laughs> desperately because I've never heard of him, but apparently it's his debut and he has scored with his first touch. Paul Smythe. Doesn't he design jeans in Nottingham? <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like the sort of pair of jeans you'd buy in Turkey on a holiday. Yeah, I've got myself it, a new pair of Paul Smythe. Yeah, no, they're just as good as the <laughs> real thing. But yeah, yeah. So Paul Smythe jeans. Well, get some because he's he's on his way to great things. Northern Ireland winning 2-1 against South Korea. Just a few minutes left in that game. Finally, some football-based excitement on this day of days as we build up towards the World Cup in Russia. The, the build-up starts here, doesn't it? really pretty much on rock and roll football this very afternoon and uh, England of course played last night they got a 1-0 win against uh, Holland um, Jesse Lingard with the goals uh, no game for Lewis Cook although the Bournemouth midfielder is in the squad now Paul McCaffrey you are a Southampton fan yeah. Bournemouth like your rivals or, no, no Portsmouth are your rivals trying to state their claim as our rivals oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, so yeah. trying to muscle in on it but yeah there's only one rivalry on the south coast yeah, so that's, that's it yeah. Portsmouth, yeah. Portsmouth yeah, yeah. and they're way down in like league one are they now Portsmouth yeah so it's not it's not it's been a while since we've played them but uh, yeah but we played Bournemouth and they kind of try and spice things up to be fair you could, Southampton could be championship bound soon the way they're going alright mate <laughs> I mean <laughs> lured me in there didn't you <laughs> sucker punch <laughs> yeah suppose you have a little chat about <laughs> bang it's just occurred to me but maybe Sparky Marky Hughes I think now, so isn't he? I think it'd take a couple of wins to keep us up I don't yeah think, it yeah. should be alright yeah it, I would it? hope so in a little fair. win in the FA Cup at the weekend exactly should, uh, did bolster- he- 
Did he get a handshake in the FA Cup when he won? We were talking about it last week. You know, he's obsessed with handshakes, Mark Hughes. Is he? Yeah, when when people snub him on the handshake at the end of the game, oh, he, doesn't he like gets that. very upset about it. Did you witness a handshake at the Southampton game in the FA Cup? I don't remember. I was watching it. I was doing a 90s Ibiza Legends weekend down at uh, Butlins in Minehead. Wow. Uh, So I was actually watching the game, sort of had half an eye on it on my phone in the dressing room. Wow. And I don't quite remember a handshake. I was too busy. I mean, I was on with some big hitters. Entrance. Wow. General Levy. Booyaka, booyaka. What a weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you'll forgive me for not having my full attention on the game. So you were like MC and over entrance tracks then? (laughs) I was doing straight (laughs) stand-up the, yeah, wow. the afternoon oh, while everyone nice. was sort of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds brilliant. It was good fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weekend. Anyway, the reason I was talking about Lewis Cook about two minutes ago was the reason was uh, that his grandfather put a bet on him playing for England uh, quite a few years ago. His grandfather, Trevor Burlingham, put £500 on a Cook playing for England. This is when, in 2014... 2014, he'd just broken into the Leeds United first team. There was no guarantee that he would be playing for England at that stage. But now, Lewis Cook is in the squad and the grandfather with the great name, Trevor Burlingham, can win £17,000 if Lewis Cook comes onto the field against Italy on Tuesday night. What was the original stake? Five hundred pounds. God, that's nice, isn't it? That's good to have your granddad's backing like that. It really is. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Five hundred pounds is a fairly decent amount to put on there. Yeah, so I think it was like thirty-three to one at a, a William Hill in Tadcaster in North Yorkshire. That's where he went in. We've got all the details. Here. I love it. I love these stories of families that put huge bets on the players. It's happened with quite a few in the past, doesn't it? Uh, and uh, this one looks like it really could come in. And also, Lewis Cook is only—I think he's only twenty-one—and he's got to have played for England by the time it's his twenty-sixth birthday. So if he's in the squad now surely surely it's going to happen Trevor be spending that money in his head by now surely (laughs) yeah that's the trouble he's already spent well Trevor B will be sort of uh, (laughs) up in Leeds yeah just planning what he's going to do with that windfall he will be yeah he will as he might do Uh, we'll find out Tuesday night hope Lewis Cook gets a run out for Gareth Southgate's boys Music and goals all afternoon yes rock and roll football on Absolute Radio There is no Rob Beckett this afternoon, so it's an experimental formation from the gaffer. Um, me, Matt Dyson and Paul McCaffrey keeping you up to date with all the big international games. I was going to say it's a real mix of youth and experience but that would be, <laughs> be like, as well. it is a real mix yeah. of I don't even know, I don't what. know what it is we'd never get a run out anywhere else on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, when I say big international games I mean small and insignificant to be honest. There has been some excitement in the past half hour though hasn't there Paul? Oh I there mean, really has this this, uh, this huge Northern Coming Ireland South Korea Coming in here today Korea feels game. like going to a holiday resort in October <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so out of season, it's isn't it? Like it's awful. Half of the rides are shut. Yeah, yeah. All of the food places are sort of like, yeah, we haven't got any chips. Do you want just fish? It's like, yeah, go on then, We've mate. not even bothered to open the arcades, no. to be I honest. I mean, the BBC haven't even bothered updating the scores. That's it's how just, out of season this and, is. And that's, as you may know, long-term listeners to rock and roll football, that is our main source of information, <laughs> is hitting the refresh button on the BBC Sport website, right? We pay our licence fee, it's all fine. Uh, but today, the games are so insignificant that Georgia Lithuania was supposed to kick off at three o'clock. It's still got nothing on the score for that game. They're not even bothered to tell us what's happening in that game. I can't believe I've never seen that happen before. I reckon whoever's in charge of this is literally in the pub. It's just uh... yeah, I think that has yeah. The, the, whoever's in charge of the BBC Sport website, it, Armenia Estonia, we've got nothing on that either. We've looked into it though. We've actually had to do some of our own research. <laughs> we had to phone once. someone. It's unbelievable. We found out that Georgia actually. We thought it was goalless. We didn't even know it kicked off. The Georgia are winning. 
winning 4-0 against Lithuania. Imagine if there's someone that's listening to the show purely to keep updated <laughs> with that game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously the goal scorers, the household names like... Papanushvili, Kvilyataya, Kwaishvili, and Chakvetadze. Chakvetadze. That's a nice name. That's a nice Georgian name. I can't believe the side they've gone with today. It's not a side I would have picked. Unexpected, isn't it? Unexpected. So, yeah, we'll try and keep you up to date with the goals as they go in. But it's not that easy anymore. They're making it hard for us this afternoon. You've really got to do your work if you want to keep up with the scores this afternoon. Yeah, you really do. Out of season seaside resorts, rock and roll football this afternoon on Absolute Radio. Rock, roll and plenty of goals. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. And paradise running through the bloody veins of Paul Smythe this afternoon as well. That's the big headline <laughs> oh, on rock and roll football. Beautiful. Uh, Northern Ireland have got a 2-1 friendly win against South Korea. Uh, Queen's Park Rangers forward Paul Smythe. We, I didn't know who he was earlier. I do no. now. He scored a low drive <laughs> into the bottom corner in the 85th minute after just coming on as a sub. What a fairy tale. What That's as exciting as the football gets today, Paul McCaffrey. It's not going to get much better than that. No. But, uh, well, kicked off now, we can keep you up to date with Kenya Comoros and Qatar against Syria. <laughs> it's, the, it's the home of the big international it's games. Heavyweights. Here on Rock and Roll Football. All the goals instantly. And by instantly, we mean as soon as we refresh the scores on the BBC Sport homepage. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Matt Dyson with you on a Saturday rock and roll football. Rob Beckett is away. We have Paul McCaffrey. Hello to you, Paul. Hi, mate. Uh, we've been uh, had such an exciting afternoon of football, as we've already discussed. So much going on for us today. I'm worn out. And we've not even touched on the China Cup. This is uh, a friendly tournament that's happening at the moment. You may have seen Wales played in it the other day. Uh, they played against uh, China. And uh, it seems that Wales are quite a big deal in China. Were you aware of this? <laughs> I don't know what, how this happened. Uh, David Hasselhoff of international football. That's exactly massive what in they Germany. are. That's what they are. Thousands of fans arrived, uh, to, were at the airport to welcome uh, Wales when they arrived in the country because they all love Gareth Bale, the Real Madrid star. They call him the Monkey King. Uh, because he, I suppose, because of his, his sort of simian in appearance. Yeah. But uh, uh, yes, uh, and they they worship him. And to be fair, he sort of did deliver because he scored a hat trick in his first game of the China Cup. Uh, so they they really like him. But it, not just Gareth Bale. You can understand that he's a, a Real Madrid Galactico. But like even players like Chris Gunter, who I'm sure <laughs> is a fullback at like Reading. A surge play. in Gunter shirt sales. Yeah, in yeah. There. yeah, that's it. Who'd have thought Gunter would be such a big deal in China? But Apparently he is. And there are crowds and crowds of fans. There's a picture on this story. Are they coming here. bearing gifts? What sort of... Uh, are they? They're taking shirts along. They've got their own Wales shirts. They're wearing Wales football kits and they're getting, like, Chris Gunter to sign like their Beatle Wales... Beatlemania. It is like Beatlemania, but for Welsh football. I'm not sure how this has happened. I, I, I mean, they did all right at the Euros, the last Euros, but is that it? Maybe it's based on that. Did you hear the Manic Street Preachers song about the Wales, uh, Wales football team at the Euros? Where the, I'm not entirely sure I did, actually. The Hal Robson car. Ooh, song is a great it's my favourite football song that there's been for a long time to be fair uh, but maybe that was part of it I'm not sure what's caused this furore sudden for the Welsh uh, and Ryan Giggs is the new manager I suppose that helps oh, as that, well. yeah that's given him a little bit of a sort of wow factor hasn't it yeah a, a little bit I suppose but yeah you know, it's rascal 
He's not the most exciting man in the world, is he? But uh, do they? But he did all right in his first game. They got a nice win. So uh, well done to the Welsh, and uh, long may their reign in China continue. Rock, roll, and plenty of goals. This is rock and roll football on Absolute Radio. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with me, Matt Dyson, in for Rob Beckett. Paul McCaffrey is at my side as well. And uh, it's been such a fun afternoon of football in this sort of barren wasteland known as the international break. Uh, Canada are still winding up against New Zealand. That's the exciting headline. That's the latest. Uh, just a few minutes to go in that game. Uh, South Africa, Zambia. Uh, South Africa still winning 1-0. Kenya Comoros is one all. I don't know much about uh, Canadian football, but I imagine they do well in a sort of international fair play league. I imagine them being Uh, a very friendly footballing side. Yeah, I can imagine they are. Uh, Qatar, Syria is still goalless. That's pretty much it from the live international football. But before we go, we do have another chapter from the crazy life story that is Roy Keane. (laughs) Paul, where do you stand on Roy Keane? Do you like him or loathe him? (laughs) (laughs) I find it difficult to watch the television uh, when he's on for fear of sort of looking him in the eye. It's a sight. Yeah. yeah, he's an angry man. He is angry. I quite like him for that though, because he's as a pundit, he doesn't hold any, but he doesn't pull any punches, does he? No, he speaks the truth. He does. I think. Yeah, I mean, you sort of look at him. There's Roy Keane's in every. I think he just obviously he, he, he gets the sort of headlines, obviously because he plays football. But I mean, I can remember working with a chef at a hotel that was Glaswegian that had a chin-up bar in the kitchen. <laughs> well, uh, it's a little bit like what's um, Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear called? Oh what, right, what's, yeah. What, what's his what's his name anyway it was, a bit, it was that sort of thing and he Max Cady wow. there we go it was very it's much like the Max Cady of, of, yeah. uh, of the culinary world intimidating and, and angry yeah that bubbling uh, bubbling under the whole time and we used to work like, at the bar and he wouldn't let anyone sort of from outside the kitchen go into the kitchen so if you wanted ice from the ice machine which was at the back of the kitchen you had to go and stand at the door and get oh, one of right. the kitchen staff to come and get the so I think oh, there's Roy Keane's everywhere there is are, the yeah. point I'm trying to make there are there are a lot of angry people out there uh, Roy Keane has been spoken about by uh, Gerard Piquet uh, the uh, Barcelona legend and uh, boyfriend husband of Shakira I believe uh, and uh, he's been talking about when he used to play at Man United when he was younger he's done an interview he was just 17 years old when he played for for Manchester United done an interview with the Players Tribune where he's talked about his very first match at Old Trafford and they were all in the dressing room getting ready and he was there he's just 18 years old he just Rude Van Nistelrooy was to one side Ryan Giggs Rio Ferdinand in the dressing room he just wanted to keep his head down and get through it and then suddenly there was a vibrating noise and uh, Roy Keane's ears pricked up. He's like, oh, someone's got the phone on in the, uh, in the dressing room. It sounds room. like erotic fiction at the moment. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. They were in there sweaty. One of their towels fell off. Next yeah. thing you know, there's a vibrating Roy Keane's. <laughs> yeah. Roy Keane's interested, and he can hear this buzzing, and Roy Keane's like... <laughs> looking around the room going right who's who's this whose phone's on and it was it just kept going and Roy Keane was getting angrier and angrier it says it says I quote Roy Roy can't find where the noise is coming from now he's looking around the room like a maniac his eyes are darting everywhere and he's trying to figure it out you know the famous scene with Jack Nicholson in The Shining uh, when he burst through that door <laughs> that's what Roy Keane looked like this is Gerald Piquet and he screams out to everyone whose phone is that and there's silence and then after a few minutes silence Gerald Piquet, young Gerald Piquet finally admits that it's his mobile phone 
And uh, it's quite funny, actually. PK goes, and of course, uh, Roy Keane just came around, put my arm around me and said it was fine. No, of course he's not. Roy Keane lost his mind. He went nuts in front of everyone. It was incredible. And then he almost had a nasty accident, Gerard PK says. But uh, he learned his lesson to turn his phone off in the changing room. Oh, that's the hard way to learn that lesson, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks to the angry man that is Roy Keane. Not to be messed with not to be messed with uh, and just another little insight into his life there never leave your phone on if you're in the vicinity of a Roy Keane all the goals instantly and by instantly we mean as soon as we refresh the scores on the BBC Sport homepage this is rock and roll football on absolute radio that's pretty much it from Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. I've been Matt Dyson. Paul McCaffrey, it's been a pleasure to Thanks have you for here. Thanks me. Cheerio. Bye. All the goals instantly. And by instantly, we mean as soon as we refresh the scores on the BBC Sport homepage. This is Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio.